Good morning, church family. It is so good to be with you this morning. It is great to just be continuing the journey together and meeting together and strengthening and encouraging one another in the Lord and loving on one another. So welcome to church. It is really great to be with you. I have a question for you, which I've been thinking about all week. How have you strengthened yourself in the Lord this week? I know I shared a few weeks ago about it's so vital as people that love God to actually strengthen ourselves in the Lord and to do that on a continual basis. So pop it in the chat, share it with other people. Let us know how you have strengthened yourself this week. We really want to hear that because that's so important. And thank you for being such a blessing to one another. We continue to just hear incredible testimonies about how people are loving on each other, supporting each other, encouraging one another. We are doing family really well. You are doing family really well. So continue to be a blessing. Continue to meet a need for someone. Continue to encourage and love on someone. Uh, You know, gift someone. Send an encouraging word. Send a card. Continue to just build one another up in this season because we need that don't Mm, we yeah now i want to welcome beautiful faith this morning she is our daughter and we love her so much she would probably be one of the most passionate people uh that about god you know she is such a great lover of god and i have just seen her year after year continue to pursue god and go after his heart and rest in his presence and her passion for god only increases doesn't decrease So whatever it is that she's going to share this morning, she will have such a great word for you. You will be challenged and inspired and encouraged. So get ready because (laughs) here she goes. So welcome, Faith. Thank you. Hi, Mount Clear. It's so good to be here. I know I know some of you, but I don't know the rest of you. But I love you all. I love this church. I love Dad and Mal. Um, this church is always going to be my home church. For those who don't know, I was here for five years before I moved to Wallen four years ago now. And wow, I'm quick. the youth pastor there. I get to act like a kid and get away with it, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, during COVID, everything is online, as you all know, and so youth entails a lot of food challenges and recording them online for kids' mm. entertainment, um, as well as helping them along their faith journey, which is the best part of my job. But um, yeah, so good to be here and excited to share the words. So we're going to dive straight in. So let's let's do it, guys. Get your Bibles, if it's a physical one or on your phone. Um, We're going to be reading the parable of the 10 virgins, which is found in Matthew 25, 1 to 13. So I'm just going to read it all for you. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oils in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, they may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. 
Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or hour. This parable has definitely been something that I have been journeying with um, with me day by day, it feels, for the last year, particularly the last six months. Um, and it's something that constantly challenges me, but it really is dear to my heart. And this is, um, I'm just going to be sharing my heart. I'm going to be real with you. Um, and so I hope you can hear what I've got to say. But um, we have this parable where Jesus says, At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. Um, the five foolish virgins were foolish because they were not ready. They weren't ready at a moment's notice. They weren't ready for when Jesus came. They didn't have enough oil to light up the wick in their lamps to go and meet God. And we've got the um, five wise virgins who were wise because they were ready. Mm. They had oil at an arm's length if they needed it, but they're already full of his oil. And I guess a question that I'm constantly asking myself and a question that I've got for you, Mount Clear Church, is are you ready? Mm. Are you ready at a moment's notice? Are you going to be ready when Jesus comes? Wow, love it. Um, when I'm reading this parable, when I first read this parable and it really hit my heart, I remember just falling on my knees straight away and saying, God, I never want to put myself in a position where I'm not prepared, that I'm... I never want to put myself out of a position where I'm not prepared and I miss that moment of being able to be with you at the banquet table. Yeah, like great. I never want to be in that position. And as we read this parable and so many other stories in the Bible, God is constantly referring to himself as the bridegroom and us as the bride. And um, as most of you know, when you get married, not that I am, but I've obviously seen a lot of weddings, I've gone to a few, there's this engagement period where you're constantly getting ready for this big day. Yeah. And I think there's a point that God's trying to illustrate to us in this parable. Mm. And so you're in this period of getting ready for the engagement. There's all the big stuff like booking the salad brand, choosing who your groomsmen and your bridesmaids are going to be, from all the big things to all the small things and all the stuff at the end, like finalizing a dress fittings for girls, and getting your makeup done and all that type of stuff. But it's this constant period of getting ready for this one big day. Mm. And so I guess the question is, are we ready for this one big day? Are you full of his oil? It's really good. So, faith. <laughs> so what does being prepared for God look like to you? What does being prepared for God look like to you, family? Yeah, tell us in the comments. I know for me, it is just spending time with the Lord, whether that be in worship or in yeah. his words, making sure that I'm constantly spending time with him because um, that's the place where he fills us with his oil, which I'll explain a bit later. But, yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's good. So how can we make sure we're ready? How do we, as people that, you know, we're Christians, we love God, mm. how can we make sure we're ready? Because we don't want to get caught unaware, do we? We want to be ready in season and out of season, yeah, totally. always ready to go, always connected to God, always ready to be used by God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think... It's a constant thing. I think yeah. sometimes we think that once we say yes to Jesus, then we're prepared. Mm. But as I talk a bit later in the message, yeah, it's, it's an really everyday good. journey because as we continue in life, we use up our oil, not mm. because we're doing something wrong necessarily, yeah. but as we do life, we actually use up the oil that God's 
grace to us because that mm. oil is to grace us for every day. Yeah, and so really it's good. a constant journey. So there's no, I've got to this certain point. It's mm. an everyday thing. It's an everyday moment where we've got to make sure we're being intimate with the Lord. Yeah, so, that's great. That's so good. Yeah, that's what I'd have to say to that. That's good. It's really um, good. But I just want to read this scripture quickly. So in Revelation 19.7, it says, Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. So again, church, are we prepared? Are you ready for the big day? Um, as I mentioned before, the bride readies herself for the groom by setting herself apart. She is preparing for the consummation of growing intimacy, mm. which she has spent months preparing herself for. I know I'm asking this question a lot, but it's just so important to this message and what God is wanting to say to all of us. But are you ready? Mm. Um, I remember reading through this parable and there are a few moments where I was like, oh, that's a bit harsh or that seems a bit mean. And I just had to dive into the scriptures and just take that to the Lord and just ask him about these two moments that I had that I'm wanting to unpack with you guys this morning. And so the first moment I want to start with is that of which we read at the end, which we find in verse 11. And it says, later the, oars, the, sorry, later the others also came and they said, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he said, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watching because you do not know the day or hour. And so again, I read that passage and I was like, God, that was so harsh. Like, why wouldn't you just let them in? Like, they got the oil. Like, what, what was the go? And um, God revealed to me that the oil in um, this parable is actually a really important part. It's an important element of this story as the oil represents the Holy Spirit, but in context of intimacy. Mm. This can be seen when we read the part where he said, um, but he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Now, I looked up the word in Greek and the word know in this passage actually means, now, I don't know how you pronounce it. I probably could ask someone, but it either means oida, but that's awkward. So let's say it's oida. I think that's it, okay. but it means oida. Sounds good um, to me. But the, that word know or that word oida actually means to know something perfectly or completely. Wow. It has this much more intimate connotation mm. and it's often translated to to see. And I think it's interesting yeah, that when you great. break up the word intimacy, you're actually saying in to me see. Yeah. So when right. you intimately know someone, you see into them. You see mm. not just the surface level, but the deep stuff. You yeah. see everything they are for all they are. And so when Jesus said to the foolish virgin, virgins, truly I tell you, I don't know you. He is saying, I have not seen you. Yeah, we have not wow. looked into each other's eyes. We have not exchanged intimacy, intimacy glances. We're not best friends. Are we even friends? Mm. Like that's literally what he's saying. Wow. That's and so, so good. When we spend time with God and we grow our relationship with Him, He actually exchanges His holy oil with us. Yeah, it's great. And so I've been thinking of an analogy, and this is something actually Dad and I were speaking about. And so I'm going to give you a car, of, um, sorry, an analogy of a car. And I know for those who know me, you're probably going to laugh because my car always broke down when I was in Ballarat. Dave <laughs> Bailey constantly came to my rescue. But. A car uses engine oil and engine oil is used, and I Googled this, so Dave Bailey, I know what I'm saying, but engine oil is used for lubrication and cooling and a drop in pressure means that the oil isn't getting everywhere it needs to be or at the very least, it's not, getting, it's not going to cycle through fast enough and it will overheat or cause to break down. Mm. 
So if the car is running low on oil, it doesn't mean that something is broken, though that sometimes can be the case. But as I was saying before, a car is meant to use oil, and as it continues yeah. to drive, as it continues to do life, mm. whether it be a narrow road or a steep hill, it uses up oil. Yeah, it's good. And the same is with us. We use up our oil. It doesn't mean we're doing something wrong, but life uses the oil that God extends to us. And so this is why this parable has become so important to me. And this is what I think the point that God's trying to explain to us, because it's by spending time with him, it's in that place that we stop at the petrol station, so to speak, so that yeah. we can fill ourselves with oil. Mm. So we can fill ourselves for the next few Ks of life. Yeah, and I don't great. know about you, but our faith is a lifetime journey. It's mm. not a moment. And so there's this constant invitation or God's even in telling us it's an everyday thing. We need to constantly go into that place of intimacy because yeah. those are our stops along the way. It's how we build um, up to this driving plan, so to speak. I love that example with the car. It's so mm. good. Because, you know, like you said, sometimes we think we can just have one-off moments with God and that's actually going to sustain us, but that's mm. not going to sustain us no. at all it is exactly like putting petrol in a car it's just that continual spending time with him yeah. continually positioning ourselves in his presence it's a day by day week by week month by month yeah continuous yeah. lifetime journey of being in his presence and filling up over yeah, and totally. over yeah. and over again because life does so quickly and easily drain us and empty us yeah massively mm. and i think like I do a lot of driving, like I can do 800 to 1,000 Ks a week, and so I've got to plan my oil stops, and the same is with life. Like, we have really big weeks, even our short weeks, like we constantly yeah. need to prepare for those moments so we can make sure that we are full, because we don't know when he is coming back. Mm. Like, we don't know. Like, yeah. life is too unpredictable, especially in the times that we find ourselves in where there's so many unknowns in our future. Yeah. Like, we, every moment is precious. Well, we're saying that now, aren't we? We're in a season that's completely unknown. Yeah. So, Faith, has there been times where you feel like your oil's gotten low in life? Your spiritual oil? <laughs> yep, definitely. I think um, in the... I think it's easy for that to happen in the busyness of life, in, you know, the million things that happen yeah, definitely. for all of us every day. Yeah, I think, um, especially in my busy weeks, yeah. I can put my busyness first and forget about this. Yeah. And then, like, it's like every night I go to bed lately, God's just been like, how's your oil, Faith? How's your oil? And I'm like, mm. ah, okay. You know, but not in a, and it's not like that because, at, like, I kind of get past my, oh, okay, I need to get up and do this. But it's just, I'm so terrified that I might miss my moment because, again, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Yeah. But then, especially in hard times where I'm really struggling, I need his oil more and more because it's in those hard times that I'm drained so much more quickly because yeah. I'm needing yeah. his intimacy to fill me. But yeah. in that, I'm also using it up. And so there's this constant need to be filled. Mm, that's really good. Yeah, because we get busier. And so we think, oh, I'm so busy. I have less time for God. But in truth, we actually need yeah, to spend more, more time yeah. with him because we need more sustenance, more oil, yeah, more yeah. of everything. Yeah, totally. So if you find yourself feeling low or you feel like you get to a place where your oil's a bit depleted, how do you 
well how do you recognize it yeah. and then how do, what do you actually do to change that yeah because yeah. obviously we've all found ourselves in places where we're like okay my spiritual oil is a bit low I'm feeling a bit dry here or you know I'm reacting in a way that I normally wouldn't react yeah for yeah. me that would probably be a way um, that I would recognize my oils a bit low. Yeah. I would um, react in something that's a bit out of character or overreact in something mm. that's not maybe a huge situation, but my response and I'll be like, oh, okay, I need to check that, yeah, what's yeah. happening there and my position and my spending yeah. time with God. Yeah, I think it's awareness is a massive key. Like yeah. to know this in my spirit has helped me to ask that question every day. Yeah, like before really I knew this, I wasn't like as concerned about it like when it really hit me I was like I can't take every day for granted and so like in my bathroom like on my mirror I've got like in lipstick literally but it says how's your oil today so it's just putting putting it in places that's constantly reminding me and then I look at it and I'm like all right, let's just take him, even if it's a minute just to pray and yeah, then obviously spending my uh, my normal time with God each day, but just constantly mm. reminding myself. But I think that awareness is a massive part of making sure you're constantly taking a step back yeah. to be able to say, how is my oil you're doing? Because if I'm not full, am I going to be ready? Like, will God be able to say yeah. when he sees me, you weren't full faith and that would break my heart. So, mm. yeah. That's really good. Really good. Um, so yeah church like how intimate is your relationship with God because that's the question he's asking us all this morning and you know we've all got friends we've all got family and I think whether we realize it or not or whether we want to acknowledge it we prioritize the relationships we care about yeah like we make the time for the people who are important to us we make sure Mm. that you know even if we don't see them if something happens like hey this just happened oh my gosh yeah you know we want them to be part of our lives Mm. are we like that in our relationship with God because I think that is the most important thing um so how much of your relationship with God do you prioritize over everything else Mm. because for me your relationship with God needs to be the thing that you prioritize um I think you've got a question now reading on the notes I'm skimming through because we're running out of time (laughs) so what are some of your favorite ways to spend time with God like do you have a go-to that yeah yeah worship um yeah massive Uh, worship girl i've got like my youtube playlist it's all like bethel bethel because it's like 20 minutes 32 minutes like those songs (laughs) they're just spontaneous and it just captures you in the moment Mm. but love reading the word um i love going for drives like it's just a really good time where i just ponder and dream about with the lord especially Mm. like country roads um but yeah worship is always my go-to and then it just gets me in this place to like really read the word of god and receive it with an open heart yeah it's really good let us know in the comments guys how do you like to spend time with God tell us absolutely um but as preparing for this sermon I just asked the Lord like what do you want to say to your people and he just said faith I want you to tell my people that the banquet feast is coming the wedding is almost prepared and they must be ready like the five virgins so that when I come they're full of my oil at my coming yeah that's great that's Mm. really good I love the wedding feast you know because when you speak about a feast It's not like just a little bit of something, is it? A feast is like a massive amount of, you know, food. Mm. It's a a feast. When we had um, 
Brooke's wedding and Joe's wedding last year, that was a feast, you know, there was a feast of food. That was a feast of gelato, actually, which yeah. is pretty amazing. I think Nathan and Samuel had like five cups of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they went back about five or six times because, you know, there was an abundance. And so the wedding feast for me is God has such an abundance for yeah, us. He yeah. has overflow. He has so much that it can't even be measured yeah. and it's found as we position ourselves in yeah, his presence. Yeah, you know, we totally. actually have to choose to fill up on that oil. Yeah. We have to choose to be with him, choose to spend time with him. That's when we discover yeah, the abundance. Yes, yeah, massively. No, mm. it's so good. Um, and the second moment, I said I had two, so the second moment I wanted to share whilst I was meditating on the Lord is when the foolish, sorry, in the, when we read the verses that said, the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, they may not be enough for both us and you, and said, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Um, again, I remember reading this and I was like, that's so mean, like are they in high school? Like just lend some of their oil, just wasn't really sure. And God said to me when I was asking, Asking this question he said faith your faith can't be grounded or built on someone else's faith it needs to be owned wow um wow. yeah like wow <laughs> in the letter so to the good. philippians paul wrote therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only in my presence but more but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes mm. you know the philippians Philippians obeyed the gospel message about Jesus. They were going, they needed to continue to live out their faith. And they needed to do that when Paul was with them or without them. Mm. And, you know, um, notice verse 12 says, work out your own salvation, own your faith. You yes. can't borrow it. Yeah. The Philippians weren't made holy by Paul. They were made holy by Christ when they responded to him yeah, in salvation. And so our faith is not dependent <clears throat> on a spiritual leader. Like yeah. maybe in this time of COVID, maybe we've realized that our faith was built on church. Mm. But that can't be the the thing that builds our faith because it's not enough church on a Sunday mm. equips our faith yeah. it helps encourages us to go yeah. deeper but the deepening happens in our day-to-day -day walk with Christ it Absolutely. doesn't just happen on a Sunday and we can't rely on that yeah, and so right. have you been relying on someone else have you been relying on the church service because it comes back to our relationship with God it's really good and you know when it comes to the day of the wedding God's not going to look at how many services you went to on a Sunday. Mm. He's going to be looking at our time yeah. with you because that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. An intimate relationship mm. is every moment of every day. Mm. For those who have best friends, a partner, you don't just talk to them once a day. Hey, okay, bye. <laughs> like A relationship yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, and just quickly, like I know, like in some traditions, like arranged marriages are a thing, mm. you know, totally thing and massive respect for those. I will never be that person. Never. Unless I'm about to become queen, that's the only way I'm going to consider it. But I want to know who my husband is. I want to know him deeply. I want to know if we get along, if our paths line up, if he's good looking, like I'm just not going to marry someone I don't know. And the same is with God. He wants to, he wants to be able to say to us on the wedding day, mm. I knew you the moment I saw you walk down that yeah, aisle. So I need good. to know that I saw you the moment I walked down the aisle. Yeah, so good. Um, and so church, again, where are you positioned in your relationship with God? Because mm. I don't want to get to that point where he comes and I'm not full of his oil. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I remember a lot of you should know what Red Frogs is. You know, I know Dad loves it and it was a massive part of, yeah. you know, how we used to do mission at this church. Um, and last year I was at schoolies week and it was an amazing week, but unfortunately we, we lost a schoolie to suicide. And it just broke, it broke my heart. Like this 18-year-old felt like he just had no other way out. And, you know, just all of us as a team of Red Frogs were just so heartbroken for this boy. And, like, I don't know if this guy had a relationship with God. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he was able to go to the banquet table to be one with the Father. Like, and we all, like, prayed that, in, you know, that he did. But church, things like that happen. Life happens, especially in this time of COVID where we don't know the unknowns. Like life is so precious. We can't take every moment for advantage. You know, for you young people who are watching, like I think sometimes we're like, oh, we're young. We've got heaps of time. Like let's just party and let's just do this. And don't get me wrong, I got caught in that. But we don't know what life is going to happen, especially in COVID. We've heard of babies dying, of kids dying, of older people dying. Like there's no way to know when our life is going to end. And so like for me, this has been such an everyday prayer that I'm always full of his oil because I don't want to miss that moment. Mm. Like how important is your relationship with God? Because if it is, you'll prioritize it. Yeah, there will be no on. excuse. Come on. No excuse. It yeah. won't be, I've had a hard day today. Be like, yeah, yeah I've had a hard day, but God, I'm going to come to you anyway. I'm going to bring yeah. this to you and pray that you're just going to yeah. fill me with everything that I need because it's his oil that graces us for every single season. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. like, hear my heart in this, but I'm wanting to challenge you guys. I'm challenging my people. I'm challenging yeah. myself in this. Like, Good. don't take any moment for granted. It's great. Um, so church how important is this to you because your time is now Mm. your time is tomorrow it's the day after it doesn't run out whether you're three quarters full a quarter full maybe you're not full at all now is your time to go before the Lord and say God fill me because I don't want to miss my moment yeah and for those maybe who have realized even in maybe in me speaking or mentioning it or before then that your faith has been built on someone else's faith Mm. you've been letting that fuel your faith it can't be like that. Yeah. You know, again, your faith isn't, um, your salvation isn't earned by Paul, by my dad, by Mel, by mm. someone else, by your closest friend who's a Christian. Your faith is built from your relationship with yeah. God, but it must be in the context of intimacy. You know, you need to know the deep stuff, the surface level stuff. It's just like reading a comic strip and knowing, you know, the super, like the, like the facts of the hero. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. tell you their deepness of why they're the hero. Mm. It just tells you that they've got, you know, invisibility powers or whatever. But there's so much more to God. Yeah. And I love that too. Like there's mm. always more with the Lord and there's mm. always more for you with the Lord. So, um, yeah, now's your moment, church. Now's your moment to get your heart right before the Lord. Now's your moment to stop at the petrol station and say, hey, God, I need to fill myself with your oil. Would you make me aware? Would I not forget this message so that I'm constantly ready for the moment that you return? Yeah, so good. Because I I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss my moment. I don't want to ever put myself in a position where I'm not ready for when he comes. Mm. 
So I think I'm just going to lead us into some prayer and then yeah, we're probably going to finish it there. Let's get filled. Let's get filled. So <laughs> bow your heads, open your hands, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But dear Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, I just pray for every single person right now who's hearing this message. Lord, I just pray that you would meet them in their inner room, that you would meet them in no matter in whichever room that they might find themselves in. Lord, whether they're three quarters full or a quarter full or maybe they're a bit empty, Lord, I pray that as they meet you this morning, as they meet you tomorrow and every day after that, that they would be full of your oil, Mm -hmm. that they would grow this desire to want to be intimate with you, God, that they would want to seek you out, that they would want to go to the deepest places. And Lord, Mm -hmm. I pray that you would help us be prepared for that moment that you return. Lord, I pray that you would help us to build our faith on our own faith, God, because that's the way it needs to be. Mm. And so, Lord, in this moment, we give you our hearts and we just pray that you would speak to us and that you would be Mm. on this journey with us as we continue to drive every K of life, Mm. every K with you by our side. And, um, Lord, we just um, start this journey with you where we Mm. just focus on building our intimacy with you. Mm. And everyone in their room said... Amen. Amen. Thank you, Faith. Such a great word. How good was that word? How amazing is Faith? We love her so much. No, that was a a really great word and a really great challenge for all Mm. of us, you know, because we want to walk this thing daily with Jesus, you know. We don't want God to be an accessory or something that we pick up occasionally. We want him to be our source 24-7. So thank you, Faith. Thank you for your time. Thank you for loving our family. Thanks for having me, guys. I really do love you. Shout out to all my Mount Clear family. Yeah, we love you so much. Have the best week. Bye-bye.